What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 133 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. It's almost Christmas. (laughs) And uh, we apologize again. We took another week off. Uh, We were uh, once again anticipating that, you know, this would be a disc golf off season and we'd, you know, maybe take a a little time here and there between episodes and it'd be okay. And uh, there's been no disc golf off season whatsoever. And news keeps rolling in and pretty much we're like three weeks away from uh, previewing the the Aussie Open or something like that, right? I think the Aussie Open. No, it's, was that some other shit? Yeah, yeah, definitely not. But uh, um, it's just crazy that we're we're here at this point and, and it's we're ready to start previewing tournaments that are going to start. Like we'll have the Winter Time Open. We'll have you know we'll, there'll be tournaments starting to happen. Twenty nineteen is right around the corner, and it just it cre- crept up way too fast i wasn't ready for it right and there's still like cool content dropping too like yeah this is the time uh you know during the regular season as uh central coast drop stuff you're like that was like three months ago come on and now i'm like thank you thank like, you it's cool that it was three months ago because now i can watch it and i enjoy it no uh, it's true the whole year everybody's like why can't we see this footage and then in December, you're like, oh, great! There's some disc golf footage. Yeah, there's something new to watch. I didn't know about this. Um, so it, it's good to see that the thirst for for disc golf is there. This sport is is growing like crazy, and uh, I, I knew that Paul Macbeth going to Discraft was a huge deal. It's it's Discraft everywhere now. Like people are switching, people are are converting well, that's really their bags because of like, Paul, like Uliberry. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I I can't imagine how much their sales must have spiked as a result of this and, and people suddenly being curious. And I knew it would be a big deal. I just didn't really expect this much response to it. I thought that people would still be. But it, it's it's awesome because the players are, you know, why we watch this sport. And it makes sense. Like you you want to see. But in the end... I look at this stuff and, you know, I've thrown Discraft discs for a while um, and a lot of other people have too, but it's the archer, not the arrow. You know, uh, Paul Macbeth could probably throw a Pi 10 better than most of us throw our favorite disc. Well, I mean, someone brought it up in our Slack group. Uh, the st- Well, there was multiple. There was the starter pack challenge. There was the throwback challenge, whatever. Both at De La, him throwing like, a condor and yeah. you know low weight AVR, all sorts of crazy ass shit, and just destroying with all of it. Exactly. So, I, I mean, it's it's fantastic for the sport. It's it's great. It's great publicity, and you know, Discraft is is killing it. They they made a uh, you know a terrific move, bringing on the best one of the best the best player in the sport. Can we call him the best player? In the sport? I think so. I, I, I. Well, he's certainly he's, if you combine his marketability with his skill, he is the the best disc golf asset out there. Um, well, he was he's whether he's tied actually, for highest rating. Yeah, exactly. And if you combine the fact that he's you know highly marketable and um, and all that, he's he's certainly the most valuable disc golf uh, pro out there. And 
whether he's better than Ricky Wysocki or not, I think we got to see what happens in 2019. I mean, it, this is so I'm getting I know we got other things, but that just sparked something. I I don't think it's him and Rick anymore. Rick did not have Rick a great year. You have to remind me. I like picked he Rick. just I didn't. picked Rick. So like many times. I don't. Th- Rick, I, I think I think Rick is in the top five, but I can't sit here and tell you he's two or three even. Um, I th- you know I I I don't even know. I think there are days that he's obviously one or two. Yeah, but he's ha- he had so many tournaments where it. He wasn't even top ten. If he finds that putter again, you know the, those putts with where, Innova. Uh, yeah, I I can see it, but because that was the thing we saw this year, we got used to Ricky making everything from forty feet in, and 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 making a good percentage of the forties to sixty foot shots. Yep, and that just became the norm. We expected it, and then. You know, one out of one out of ten times he was going to make the hundred foot shot too, you know, or probably more than that to be honest. Uh, and people just couldn't keep up with it. He also was was just his scramble game was was insane. And I guess that that magic just we didn't see any of that. Like, what was the 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 you know the signature Ricky moment this last year? It didn't happen. We didn't. We didn't, didn't get one. It didn't. We didn't get the the you know hundred foot putt to win or the the uh, the crazy scramble to to save what looked like a sure bogey and and end up getting saving a par with a with a huge putt. We didn't get any of those you know Ricky Wysocki moments that seemed to happen every single round where he did something that that just kind of crushed the spirit of his card mates. Um. And and made you think, oh well, you know, there's no way you can catch this guy if he's going to do stuff like that. Right, right. Well, and then you take that too, and you talk about like, I mean, we talked about we're talking about players, but if you talk about marketability, he's not super marketable. Yeah. I know Paul said something about that, like he did equaling him to Coling, and I think we talked about it on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Yeah. Like, I think that is a totally spot on yeah. valuation, like for sure. Um, yeah. And and above both of them is Sexton easily. I um, agree. I would say Sexton's probably like the second most marketable disc golfer. He's just wholesome and nice and gets on that mic and shreds. Yeah, and everybody loves him. You won't find a person that, that dislikes the Sexton. So, um, gosh, that's something we should think about and, and carefree simon is up there just because yeah everyone loves simon but he didn't have a great year yeah. either and and everybody thinks that paul had a bad year but he he played really well you know much better than rick did all the way through so one usdgc yeah uh well so here's here's paul had a paul year <laughs> in the sense of i was on a card uh carrying phases bag uh, at SF Open, mm-hmm. which he ended up winning, but I remember Paul ended up winning. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah sorry. Just making that clear. Just um, Faze crushed it. He's awesome. We love Faze. Uh, and but it was totally around where it was just um, it was ho hum. Like the entire time, I was like, "Well, Paul's doing all right." And then you get to the end and realize, you know, oh, he's eight down. He's nine down. 
just because he is so good that if it's not parked for a birdie, you like discredit it. Yeah. Uh, or he has a bad shot off the tee, and that's what sticks in your mind. You forget that he then parks the upshot, you know, from a it's weird stance. It's different when you're watching it in person, too. You know, you don't have someone commentating and explaining right. what the shot was. Right. Or letting you know that, oh, he's had four birdies in a row. Yeah. Like you just don't, you don't think about it. And it was just so sneaky. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't seem like a great round. And then tallying up the scores at the end, it was like, whoa. Well, and yeah, he's, real he's not round. like fist pumping every single shot, and you know oh, things no, like that either. More he's very, very much a uh, a cool, calm, collected type player. So, but I'll say that's what a season was. Yeah. Was was there was a lot of um, seconds and thirds, and there was a great handful of firsts. It just, um, yeah, there wasn't as many wire to wire just domination. Yeah. Um, there weren't any, I guess actually there were a few like wire to wire, just like destroy the first day and kept it throughout. I, I there wasn't any big Sunday Paul moments. There wasn't any like comeback from six down, six out to take the win, which we kind of, yeah, like our, our McBeast mode, uh, special that we, like he had those in the first two days a lot and then like lost strokes on the final days a lot this last year. I think part of it is that the, the the overall level and skill of the competition has increased uh, and, and that we're seeing a little bit more of that. Um, and I think disc golf is, is uh, having a little bit of growing pains right now in terms of we have all these courses that are, are you know, people are, are designing for the current pro, but there's... A, a huge increase in skill level and the number of players that can throw massive distances and, and things like that. So I think disc golf is still trying to figure out how to, you know, best design courses to both showcase the skill of the players and challenge them at the same time. And I, so I think there's a little bit of that, like some, some of the, uh, I I, I guess parody would be the right word in that yeah. that you know certain courses the way they're designed since they're natural landscapes can favor certain players and their skill sets and and end up having results that you wouldn't expect just because of that uh, randomness and I think there's there's quite a bit of that on the tour at the moment and and players getting better working out doing exercises to to specifically benefit their games. I think all of that is coming to the forefront for the the modern pro disc golfer. And we're just seeing the the tide rise. Well, we're also seeing, um, I think, more than ever, athletes from other sports are realizing that it exists and, uh-huh. it's, and it's becoming a... Oh, you know, you're, you're referring to the penguins. Not uh, not only the penguins, but like... Uh, we'll the get, goalie we'll for the penguins. We'll get to a minute. Uh, KJ USA... <laughs> was a kicker yeah. but still collegiate uh football athlete um actually there's a, a local to us pro, well he just moved to the area pro uh kyle webster who i believe um may have been a collegiate quarterback uh you know rick and paul and you hear a lot of people grew up with like baseball backgrounds but more so we're getting those competitive people that came out of you know, collegiate sports that realize they're not yeah. going to go pro there, 
but they have a skill set that they can bring to well in the game's fun golf course totally and, and it, yeah, obviously athletic ability but let me let me uh introduce the show well i guess not introduce but give a, a preview of what's to come because we we went kind of long on our, our little intro here and I'll let people know what we're all about. We never do that. Hey, at least this is the, probably the first time. It in, was all about disc golf. Yeah, the first time yeah. in like 10 shows that it was actually disc golf. I know, instead of fantasy football or, or whatever else. Or we didn't talk fantasy whatever. football on our pre-show either. We uh we did good there. Or did we? Oops. Uh, So we have a nice show. A great show. I'm not going to sell it short. We're going to talk about the player movement uh, that has continued to happen this offseason. And uh, we're also going to uh, touch base on a pro athlete that that has uh, come to the forefront with 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 disc golf. Joe just hinted to it with with other athletes going through. So we'll we'll talk about that one because there was a, a nice video that came out that made me feel bad about how good someone can get at disc golf when they're you know we like, knew that was actually like, I knew that was actually like, yeah. an athlete like oh. And then we have our world-famous deer review where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and uh, let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have the Discraft drone, and uh, we have Discraft disc because that's all we're going to review this uh, this coming year. Just all Discraft. It's a year of, well, and then whatever uh, Paul's new brand is. Yeah, it, it, but basically I, I don't think there's really any reason to review anything but Discraft at this point because... It's what the people want, so that's uh, what we're going to give to them. And then uh, we're pairing that with the Azkanot 51K IPA, 7% alcohol, uh, which was sent to us by Michael Morris uh, out of Michigan. So we're we're pairing that with a a Discraft uh, Michigan disc and a Michigan beer. So, Boom. Also, we will be... uh Reviewing a Discraft or a uh, dynamic disc disc next week. Sorry to burst your bubble. Robbins uh, fought very hard. He lined up a whole bunch, and then I said we reviewed those uh, six <sighs> Discraft discs that we currently I mean, own. Have uh, you looked around really... the disc golf landscape? Do do the other companies really matter anymore? Have you looked I mean, around the Shedio? Do we have any other molds of? I do. I do. I I pulled them like out. Two. I lined them up. Don't worry. There's like We're two good. other. I see like one. I got a Predator up there. Oh, we only just did the Nuke. Are you sure? I don't even know we even did the Nuke. Yeah, um, we did. So we, we got that up there. We already did the Undertaker. I think there's a Punisher somewhere right, over there. There is a Punisher for sure. Um, and, you know, they, there's plenty of stuff up there. We're, we got a, a, a Banger Ringer something. We do. GT. We, we, have a, we also have a Challenger SS. We did the Challenger already, but we have the... The Challenger SS. A less stable Challenger? A less stable Challenger, I yes. will pass. Listen, the Disc Golf Podcast here to satisfy all your Discraft needs. No, we're not. We nope. are. I mean, nope. it's, Joe, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's not okay. It's This is all that we need to talk about at this point. Nope. Discraft is Mm-mm. so hot right now. Not you know, going to do it. Listen, I mean, I, listen, I'd Joe, be lying if I, if, I didn't, if I didn't want to throw a force. And I know, I'm, I know, I'm gonna throw. I, I also know I'm gonna throw the force and be like, nah. Listen, it's okay. We can do all discraft. I'm, I'm not an ambi turner. I like to do one thing. I, I just, it's the way it works. Do we have magnets here? Did I give away all my? I magnets? think there's a magnet. 
I tried magnets for a minute. I bought like three of them, and I think I like gave a whole bunch away because I was like, I don't want these. And uh, I can't wait to find out what. So Paul Macbeth has been rumored to be throwing roaches. Well, did you see the newest update? I, I did. I, whether that's an update or not, it, like he, I guess a couple of clowns on Facebook interviewed him. I, I how like I don't know what it was. Is but, that what it was? I don't know. I just um, and he said that he he was uh his he was banging putts or something like that, and they they asked what uh what putter he was using, and he he couldn't answer the question. So I don't know. Maybe there's some other. That's maybe it. there's some other, or maybe he's still just trying to tease the next Jomez video of. Probably, yeah. Of putter. Well, I mean, he had his his in the bag video, well, not in the bag, but it's called building the bag. Um, and listen, that's a marketing genius. I don't care what anyone's gonna say. Yeah, where I, I I think everyone's talking shit, being like three parts of the fuck, but everyone is gonna go. Oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna course. watch it. I'm gonna watch but, it. But I mean, it's clear from the way he's talking that he has not thrown most of these discs enough to have an opinion about them. Like it, it could have been that a couple of those discs that he threw, he had never thrown before in that video. Because like he he used word, phrases like "I've been told." Yeah. Well, what if I like, mean it's... you? Do, you think that man can't throw a disc once and and know what it does? So if he uses the phrase "I've been told" about a disc, he means he's never thrown it. So it's three parts, right? So it was all drivers, like fairway yeah. on up. Did the, has there been a breakdown of what the next ones are? Well, I mean, I would assume mid ranges and then and then putters. Right, so. but a full episode of put like for me, I feel like maybe it should be like mid range and putters. Second episode, then the third I, you episode. Know, is I the, wouldn't be surprised. The on unveiling the p- of the whatever new. Well, stuff. that's that's what I mean because the putter is going to be the money, right there. Like, I'm I'm ready. I'll do it. Just just give it to me. Oh, I know you will. I'll, I I 100 the 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 Macbeth stamped uh, zones. F- you just oh, of take, course. Take my money yeah. now. Like. Now, will will he include the zones in the in the putter, or will he put them in the in the mid range? That's kind of why I'm thinking mid range and putter should just be an episode together. Yeah, but but no, they have to save the putter because the Macbeth, the new Macbeth putter, is going to be the most popular disc this year. Whatever it is, whether it's the Roach, or whether there's a new Discraft mold that is his putter that's going to be it's it's that's gonna fly people are gonna love it what if he just puts jawbreaker comets that do they make jawbreaker comets? they will for him to putt with but why i don't understand I don't <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all the man loves stable putters why would joe <laughs> you gotta stay on topic stable. here buddy the, the avrs are plenty stable yeah they're all right Aviars are just all right. You're just trying to hurt my feelings right now. Um, I see what's happening. Oh, 100%. Come on. That's <laughs> that's obvious. <laughs> I So before we, we broke, you, you were mentioning other athletes, and I thought it would be um, important to, to mention the Pittsburgh Penguins goalie, Casey DeSmith, um, who is apparently dynamic-sponsored. Or trilogy of some sort, Trilo- probably dynamic. I think it's all dynamic, but he uh, there's a video of uh, of of him doing his in the bag and some throws, and I'm like, oh cool, it's a it's an NHL player, and he plays disc golf, and oh look, he's got an in the bag. This should be great, you know. Um, 
I wonder if he's any good. And then you watch him throw him like, oh, crap, he's really good. Oh, God. Oh, man. And he's like, yeah, oh, I've, can, been playing for, I've been playing for three years. I'm like, oh, 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 crap. He's really good. <laughs> he's probably putts great, too. Oh, he had some <laughs> nice putts in that video. But no, I. I uh... Nice, clean form, you know. Uh, had that made some good putts and and uh, you know it was just like oh it what it what it really brings to mind for me or you know just makes me think of is that we have all these athletes playing these other sports and we've talked about this in the past too and that that all these tennis players golfers hockey players baseball players players that where the the uh, sport is based on kind of core movement, like hip movement to to generate power on a, a hit or a throw or uh, something along those lines. All those athletic movements are very similar. And so these guys that have trained their whole life how to do a slap shot, well, that's generating power from their core and their hips to to uh, rotate their body and and release a projectile. So, and a tennis player, they backhand and forehand shots. It's all the same concepts. And so, I think that, and we've said this many times. It's not like it's it's news, but it's just evidence that we're gonna see some amazing disc golfers come out of nowhere in our future because yeah. they grew up playing. X, baseball, tennis, whatever it was, discovered disc golf, and we're like, oh, I naturally, athletically know how to do these movements with my body, and I also understand sports, and I understand clutch moments, and I understand that I need to to perform, you know, in this moment to win, and we're going to see that coming through. And it's really like evident to me now. Like I, I hoped for it. I wanted it. And we talked about baseball players and on past episodes, but now I, I can see it like really happening. 100%. Like people might like our sport, Joe. There are a lot of people love our sport and more people will soon. But think about athletes who are at the top of maybe their collegiate game, um, but when it comes down to it, they just don't have enough to go professional, you know? I don't know. Oh, of course not. Within the last, I think maybe it was like six or less years ago, there was, uh, I mean, even in the NFL, there are like track stars who couldn't make it to Team USA and of course. became yeah. football players. There are track stars who became rugby players. There are always going to be athletes that are premier athletes but are just a tick yeah. below what it takes to uh agree at the top of their game and like the pro level and you know there's going to be times where they say i don't want to go play in the cfl i don't want to play arena um but i still have this competitive nature i want to compete and use my athleticism and i think disc golf more and more as more courses pop up just becomes a possibility i mean the the dude from the penguins was like you know someone showed me and it was really cool and it was something extra i mean the same thing uh with kj usa there was his introduction video and he was like i went to a camp and it was cool and then i just started doing it all the time yeah well i was playing other sports but this is you know well and for these other athletes this is a kind of low impact like low injury risk sport 
you know, like certainly you can injure yourself playing disc golf. Yeah, that's, Paul, Paul gets injured like every that, year. That's true. But for a lot of these other guys, compared to what they're doing, it's it's pretty low risk. You know, same yeah. same reason why you see a lot of lot of players golfing, you know, stuff like that. The odds of them getting injured playing golf. Um, and for me, like, I, I've never sustained an injury playing disc golf. I, I have my other issues that are related to, you know, I got back problems from lifting things and being dumb when I was younger. Um, but, but I've never had uh, an injury specifically happen to me on a disc golf course. I've, so. I've, I haven't had injuries. I've had, uh, ailments. Like when I first started trying to throw uh forehand a whole bunch, I got like golfer's elbow. Yeah. Um, but once I, that went away, it's never come back. Yeah. But yeah, there's nothing, nothing anywhere close to probably tennis elbow. I would guess golfers. Uh, elbow. was on the outside of the inside. Te- tennis elbow is is the outside. Yeah. I had golfer's oh, yeah. elbow so on the inside. Oh yeah. So you had the inside. Yeah. Yeah, because it was the the forehand. Yeah. Crushed me down, but I got. Uh, anyways, I, I worked through it. It was fine. And then ever since, like it went away, it's never come back, and I can throw forehand without aggravating anything um no and it's and it's it's totally something that you can slow down and work on and it's just so much mechanics that uh and i think that's a piece of it too aside from athleticism um or i mean i guess that is athleticism knowing your body and how to control and there's you know random intricacies that you do with say a slap shot or as a goalie that quick twitch being able to bend every which way to to block the puck. Um, mm-hmm. I talked about this, shoot, probably. Well, just probably the focus. 75, 75 or more episodes ago about uh, a coworker that I have who's never really come out, but she was a collegiate volleyball player. And in my mind, if you can jump serve in a competitive uh, like D1 setting for volleyball, you can learn the mechanics to throw a disc. Like you are yeah. in that much control Absolutely. over your body that you can figure it out. Um, gosh, I know we're about to talk more, but I just talking about crazy mechanics and stuff. Did you watch that video with Eulaberry and yeah, Corey I did. Something yeah, earlier? of course. Yeah, my goodness, that's wild. I stuff. forget the guy's name. I think it's Corey something. Yeah, Johnson. Um, just standstill, wild man. He makes it work, but I'll also tell you, I know, uh, and this is for you, Yuli, and I love you, um, you got to have so much flexibility and control of your body to be able to bomb super far from a standstill. So if you want to devote yourself to only standstill and not try and have a walk-up or X-step, um, make sure your body's right for it. Yeah. Um. Man, that's a whole other tangent. Yeah, I'm not ready we're to not go there. there. We're not there. We still <laughs> off season. We'll get there. I just that popped in my mind. But uh, I guess uh, should we transition to? Yeah, to I think so. More player movement. Um, so we had uh, it, since our last episode, we had uh, Kevin Jones sign with Prodigy, which uh, was, I'd say, a surprise. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, there was a lot of, in my mind, you know, Dismania sounded great. Innova sounded like a lock as soon as Paul was gone. I thought so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and and speaking of, 
when we talk about like top five, top ten, like I don't even know if Kevin Jones is in that conversation yet. I don't but think he so. He just took the sport by storm. Just this yeah. young gun. Well, the potential totally, is, and and he is he is personable and confident, and uh, you know he 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 makes you think that he has the mindset to to be able to compete at the highest level. Did you watch that video? I did. Yeah. He was a little. Yeah. All of them he, are. He, I mean, in, true. Th- none of these guys are are polished. You know, like what we expect from from professional athletes and even even the elite athletes and other other sports that you don't get people that are capable of being, you know, great on camera, you know, uh, personalities like the Sexton's of the world are are unicorns. We don't get them all the time. Right. I just feel like <laughs> Kevin Jones like the nicest, most charming young man, destroyer of disc crusher yeah, would not be blown away if I heard him say supposedly. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. That's all. Uh, yeah. All right. Fair enough. But it's he's still an elite talent. By the way, so also when it was like, who's your like favorite new team member or whatever? He went straight to Seppo, which makes sense because I think their game is super similar. Yeah, it is. Just bombers. Uh, but no, no hat tip to like. The, the the men who brought you there no like will or kale i feel like i feel like he should have uh done a little bit of kowtowing just a little bit ah he'll be fine he'll be fine and then uh, from that point yuli leaving prodigy and going to discraft and becoming their team manager so I, I, which I, happened i great. think the day after our last episode or something like that so it's like yeah. pretty much old news but um like there was rumors about it, we may have even mentioned it. I'm I'm not totally sure. Well, there was. I you know I even said I think I even heard rumors that KJ and Yuli were going to Discraft. So um, that'll be interesting. I mean, uh, Yuli from that area, you know, he's he detailed his relationship with Discraft and things like that. So it's not a huge surprise that he would go back to them and Discraft making a huge move. This is the year Discraft. I feel like this is just like, this is shedding such positive light on, on all brands. Honestly, I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. But I, I, I didn't really like Prodigy. And with KJ there and Seppo coming up, like I'm like more open now to like being a prodigy supporter. No, there's no good reason for any of it. I'm just talking in my own uh-huh. in my own deal and Discraft obviously bringing big names over um, aside from friend of the show Nate Doss and uh, MJ like the coolest cat out there. Yeah. To have these other big names and and big arms um, is exciting. And then Innova still just doing their thing and they just, you know, there's so many molds that we throw yeah, that we they, love that yeah. it's like they can kind of do no wrong at this point. And they'll, they'll, yeah, exactly. And, you know, Innova's been through this before. You know, like when Prodigy first started, there was, we, we talked about it before with like what seemed like an exodus of players and, oh my God, what's Innova going to do? And Innova will be, will be fine. They uh, are uh, professionals and they make excellent discs and they will continue to find good disc golfers and, and will probably be surprised by someone on their team in the near future. So, 
and th- so that's the crazy thing too is probably the most media friendly uh out there brand dynamic discs are they fully just being like women are our future the future is female because who are they lost rick who i i don't think i'm the trilogy brand yeah i don't think i'm you're just talking trilogy in general yeah trilogy in general like i'm not i'm not being crazy by saying uh rick far and away was the yeah the face of of trilogy um you have you have feldberg with lat i mean i have no idea what their what their sponsorship strategy is in terms of who they're targeting and and who they may have lost out on um and so on and so forth i do know that there was a conversation that that um you know, Paul McBeth disclosed that he was contacted um, and by Dynamic and and via text, but it was kind of too far into the process for it to be taken, you know, seriously. And so, I you know, I'm not sure. I they they have you know pretty excellent marketing for their for their brand overall. Totally. And I I, I would think the best marketing. Well, my general opinion is that that we're seeing how important it is to market your best players. It's also important to, you know, have a general marketing plan, which I don't think a lot of these companies had, you know, kind of extensive budgets for, whereas Dynamic really devotes a lot of time and energy to promoting their brand on a lot of different social media platforms and they do an excellent job of it. And some of these other brands don't do a terrific job. I mean, I feel like Innova rests on their laurels half the time. Uh, oh yeah. Discraft oh, yeah. until recently didn't do shit. And, uh, you know, so I, I think that they have kind of pushed that part of the the envelope to to get people to realize that it's important to have a presence and not just realize that you you manufacture the most discs and therefore you know everybody has to go buy them from you so we'll see i think all these companies are are growing and realizing that they need to be a lot more active and i think that you really do need these top players. You can see exactly what's happened. Like Discraft is all anyone is talking about. And people are buying Discraft discs. They're trying them. They're doing everything. I would love to see numbers, but totally. Well, and I think it's, it's huge. I mean, Paul Macbeth has probably like pumped their sales like several hundred percent. I would not be shocked. Like it just, it's insane. Right. Well, and I think the difference too is, Disc <laughs> dynamic. There's so many D dynamic. <laughs> so many D's. So in many disc D's in, in the in these D's. Uh, dynamic disc marketing is fantastic. I'll I'll tell you for sure right now. I have bought more trilogy and dynamic discs, thinking they might get into my bag in the past two years than any other brand. But with that said. The uh, pieces that I've gotten from Innova are just mainstays. There are yeah. things that I found that I'm like, well, I'm always going to throw this. Is like this is their legacies in my bag. I keep looking for new from Dynamic, but there's not very many things that I've been like, 
you know, they're not building the 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 followers that want, you know, in my mind, they totally are, I guess. But in my mind, they just keep pumping out stuff being like, maybe this and maybe this. And the others, I don't know, maybe just because they're a newer brand and I just need to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> the more I'm like thinking about it, I take everything back that I just said. Um, uh, I, because I, people do love their stuff. Um, I don't think that they have any issue with their with their discs themselves i mean there are certain discs that uh, no they have great have stuff and i think they just they 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 market so well that i'm like oh yeah maybe i do need that and then usually i don't <laughs> well i mean i think that's true of almost everything i mean we we have hundreds of discs hanging out here in the in the the disc golf podcast shedio and we don't throw you know the majority of them we throw the ones we review and we we have probably more discs we thought we needed than we ever did and that's how it works with disc golf like it's it's part of it you want to try and find the discs that work best for you and each company has their ones and and you know sure of course the ones that have been around the longest gonna are gonna have the discs that that are just kind of mainstays they are the ones that that everybody knows about and throws you know you're talking like firebirds and t-birds and and avrs and you know stuff like that innova has that 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 legacy of of these discs that everybody knows about and everyone else is you know working on developing that too but that doesn't last forever you know the these things shift and transition and I I I'm I'm excited for for disc golf's future. I think that this off season has been one of the most fruitful uh, ever for disc golf in terms of potential for this sport long term. The the amount of the numbers in terms of of sponsorship is especially for Paul McBeth were highly encouraging, and the fact that it's it's going player centric. You know that where these players, where their free agency is important, that's great. Number one, it keeps us interested all year round. I, that's really important. Same thing with the other sports we love. Like that's how they keep us hooked in in the off season is where the players are going, and that that's super important. That's fantastic. We were used to, we expected to have a boring off season, and like, what are we going to talk about? And we got the exact opposite. And that that's important, and th- this is growth for the sport. That's awesome. I love it. Who bags a top twenty-five pro? Who bags someone under the radar that we're not thinking about first? Mm. Uh, MVP Axiom or Dynamic Discs? I would assume Dynamic's going to do something. I would too, but I would love to see like somebody yeah. we love move to. Yeah that gyro. Me too. just you know what like i'm a full-on supporter since i found that mayhem i'm just like let's get it they have some great discs they really do and and for me especially like the ones that i love are are those high speed ones which i've been a, a noted you know kind of a detractor over the over the years of of high speed plastic and i've just i've really clicked with some of their their high speed molds so it's a it's tough, man. There's so much stuff out there. And I throw a really mixed bag um, at this point. Just all kinds of different different companies in there. 
but it's it's getting harder and harder. And I think that how many people out there, I, I would love to know, because for me it's difficult because we review discs all the time. We're exposed to different companies and all this sort of stuff. So I don't know if it's just like, you know, me taking that for granted and, and being open to different different brands and molds, but it seems to me like I see a lot of people throwing mixed bags. Yeah. You know, I think there's always been those with mixed bags, and I think there's always going to be those who feel like they need brand loyalty. Yeah. Like, there's a local guy that I've played a good amount of rounds with, and I swear he is on his, like, third brand change. Yeah. And he'll fully, like, change his bag up when he finds a brand, and I just, I don't understand that. Yeah. I, I... I don't think I could do it. I know I could, but yes, it, you it's could. it's it actually yeah. No, I I could I could right now. I was just thinking could, about it. Uh, you would go Innova Dismania for sure. Yes, I would. I think I could. I would not have a huge issue. There are things I definitely would miss, but I think I could. I could go trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I I would I would I would Innova Dismania would be easiest for me to figure out because the the core. Uh, kind of driver and putter um, discs I I already know and use quite extensively and uh, I throw disc craft mids and you know uh, zones uh, buzzes comets uh, things like that in in the center and and I could probably figure out how to work with rocks and sharks and makos um, and you know something along those lines and or md2s md3s you know whatever i would do there and and be okay uh the trilogy would be a little bit more difficult for me because i don't know actually i could probably figure like, it out i'm like i'm i'm judges i think i could make Claymore, it work with every prime yeah trespass defender yeah uh, but that's like your bag right now that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying that's kind of the point that's what i'm saying innova yeah. works for you because that's the majority of yours yeah. trilogy the majority of my everything um i mean the three hardest hands down for me to move away and try and find trilogy replacements is thunderbird firebird sexton yeah. firebird the firebird zone. is the biggest thing like what is the discraft firebird there's not one exactly so like what is and maybe there is and i'm i'm just being stupid but like um, I, they, well, we talked to some sources at one point, and I won't name names that are sponsored by uh, various brands, and pretty much everyone was consensus. Firebird is Firebird is Firebird. Yeah, that that we, we like every brand is pushing to find a Firebird, and and there's not really one. Yeah. Um. So uh, there's there's that part of it. It's it's tough, and but at the same time, I I started this episode talking about you know archer not the arrow, and so if if you're talking about not being able to throw a certain thing, I I feel like it's it's partially, you know, mental. Like we we would be able to easily create bags from almost every manufacturer and have good rounds and be absolutely fine. No, we have so, our preferences. We have our our whatever, but the the 
disc matrix out there, the the variety of discs and molds that are out there from every manufacturer is more than it's ever been. And there is most likely something for everyone with every manufacturer. So I, it's... Totally, and that's and we we hit on that I think last week or the week prior that it's it's so much easier to bump beh- oh, between easily. brands now just because so many molds. Like I think in the Shedio alone, I could spend an hour and build a full trilogy bag based on what I already have in my easily. bag and what's yeah. here, yeah. and feel totally confident. Yeah, in in being able to go out and and get after it. I could too. Uh, it would be a little bit more difficult with some of the, like if you're talking about an individual brand. Um, but as long as we were going with like manufactured by. Right, right. Like um, Trilogy or. But like even Discraft up there, like I have multiple Discraft mids. There's an Undertaker up there. There's, we don't have a force There's or anything not. Like we that. gave away the Undertaker. Oh, we did? Okay. Undertaker's That's gone. That's we need to get some Undertaker. Yeah, we probably need to do that. Yeah. Um, th- That was the. Undertakers are probably flying off the shelves right now. They, after, they totally are, and that's after, actually one that I brought up before any of the discraft, any of the Paul, any of that. I think I've said on, on yeah. episodes and episodes ago. That's one disc that we gave away that I was like, "Darn it!" I kind of wanted yeah. to throw that one a little bit more. They, I really hope that discraft re uh, um, revisits their stamp for the Undertaker. Let's put it that way. And, and yeah. their stamping theme in Their stocks, yeah, I don't, I'm not a, so, I don't like that. Hopefully they, they do like that. Those. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's fantastic for the sport overall. I just, I'm excited to see how things go uh, this season. And, and, and we also, you know, we had the, the drama with the Disc Golf Pro Tour. They released a, a, a media plan, which seemingly made sense. And we'll see how that goes. I, I think it's going to be a, a non-story. I didn't look at it. It I, it's it's fine. You know, if it works, it's good. If it doesn't, it's bad. Like that's the gist of it. Like it's uh, Joe Mez's brother. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry is now uh, <laughs> disc golf pro tour. Jermez and uh, but uh, yeah. So I j- I just can't wait. And I, it, there's going to be more moves to come. We still don't. Have you don't know where Ricky's going as of yet. So we're waiting on that news. Okay. I think we, uh, long away. It's been a very long time. I think we need to make a bet. I think we both have the same thing, but I will let you choose and I'll choose another one. Cause I think there's a, a most likely, and I'll, I'll pull one out. Uh, and then we need to figure out what the stakes are. Oh, got it. Of where, like Ricky where Ricky goes. And we've got three weeks, basically over three weeks until. So you're telling me I have to choose whether I believe Drew Gibson or not? Yeah, and I think you can. All right, I believe Drew Gibson is right. Drew Gibson and Ricky Wysocki will be Innova teammates. Like, is it too? Like, is it? Am I am I cheating if I say Discmania? <laughs> no, you can say Discmania. I don't care. God damn um, it. <sighs> so, here's another like super conspiracy theory. No, oh, no. It's not conspiracy. Um and I don't know if it like hurts anyone. What if Ricky fully just went to Dynamic? Left Lat to go to Dynamic. But why would he do that? Like he there that would have already been announced if that was the case. 
Not necessarily. They're two. They're technically those two are different brands. I know, but it's they're, West Side they're that's owned very together. much affiliated. They are. I just I, yeah. I mean, it, that's not what's happening. But yeah, and that's not my pick. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. Oh, so you're just trying to bounce it off me to see? I'm if just maybe throwing I... it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just uh, before you say Dismania. Which now, is if you, basically if, Innova, it <laughs> would be wild, and it won't happen if you went to discraft also and it just became like that would be incredible i i find it hard to believe but then again i've been wrong about just about everything right so i you know between me thinking that rick was going to win worlds to where i thought all these players were going to go to being skeptical about you know paul leaving innova pretty much every single one of my speculative takes have been as wrong as possible. I'm the Matthew Barry of disc golf right now. So just do the opposite of Robin says. Yeah, exactly. Um, MVP would be rad, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> so Joe also picks Innova. Are you ready? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Discmania just because I have to be something different than Innova. Something slightly different. All right. Well, we'll see. I I I wouldn't be shocked. So, I was kind of shocked that that he <laughs> said he was leaving and that nothing has happened yet. Well, he's put it out another thing that said, uh, "I'm going to respect. I have nothing but respect for Lat. I am not going to announce anything until my contract is up at the end of the year." Yeah, that's true. So, which he, is what I thought was going to happen with with the other players, but I guess the contracts are are structured differently. Or there's, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, probably. Uh, or it's so. whatever. All right. Uh, so loser, I'm putting, and it's going to fucking be me because I put myself in this, uh, has to take a shot of the Jim Beam uh, Devil's Cut. Okay. No, of the, uh, what's that, that Moylan's? Dickle? No, oh. the, the Moylan's. Okay. But you have to uh, hold the shot in your mouth for five seconds before you finish it. Uh, all right. The Moylan's is good, man. It's just spicy. It's good. It's tasty. How, what's, what proof is that? Uh, it is. It's like mean proof. It is mean proof. I, I think it's like 110 proof. Oh, it's more than that. Is it? I think it's like 140 or something. It's like. It's no, like, it can't be that much. One 140 would, would be what? Like 70%, 70%? alcohol? Okay. It's not 70% Maybe it's alcohol. 120. It's 120. I, I think it's like 48% or something like that. All right, I'm gonna grab this. Yeah, ninety six proof. While we're doing doing the show, yeah, because that's there's fine. no way you might be right. That ninety ninety six. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one twelve proof. Okay, so in the middle of not in the middle. You said well, one forty, no, and I said one hundred. True. I was gonna say I was gonna say one twenty, and then if I we didn't. were playing the prices right, you lost by a lot. Yeah. Dang, that's a that's a lot gone. Well, it's a year old. Well, yeah. I mean, there's it, also like. Four, five other whiskey bottles up and there, and no one has any idea what we're talking about. We're talking about a a a uh, a high strength whiskey, bourbon whiskey made by a local uh, distillery and brewery called Moylan's. Wait, is it bourbon? Because it can't be bourbon if it's, it's not. No, that's not true. You've said that in past past I podcasts, but I I googled that. That's not actually true. Oh, so, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, bourbon whiskey. Which is quite strong. All right, you ready to do our deer review? 
Am I? It's time for our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight, we have the Discraft Drone, which is a five-speed, four-glide, zero-turn, and four-fade. And we're pairing that with Azkanat, 51K IPA, 7% alcohol, sent to us by Michael Morris. And this is by Black Rocks Brewery in Marquette, Michigan. So, um, and Ascanaut is uh, a a ode to the fact that it has Zaka hops and uh, Yukonaut hops. So there's two different hop combinations. It's an experimental beer that they did. So, ooh, couple different hop combos on there, and uh, yeah, nice nice IPA. We have yet to drink even a drop. Where do you want to start, Joe? You want to start disc beer? Where do you where do you want to go with this? This is our our um, all Michigan pairing. We have Discraft Disc and Michigan Beer. Uh, so. The drone is an overstable mid range, but not as overstable as you would think. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Let's go to the beer. <laughs> all right. So you want me to talk about the drone? I'll take. Yeah, it. you talk about the drone. Um, the uh, so the drone is is. It is an overstable mid. It's it's very overstable. I'd say the four fade. No, I I don't think that that's actually a real deal. Um, this is like if you're looking for something more overstable than your buzz, it, you this is or the buzz or the wasp. If you're looking to get something that's more overstable than that, this is a a nice uh, jump up from those. It is a little bit domey. Uh, as well so like if you're talking about like the buzz os or you know zone which would be the slower you know kind of more putter speed where they're very flat topped and and very overstable uh, you get a little bit more dome a, a tad more glide on on the drone it to me it's never really lived up to the overstability that that it claims for uh, it also i i think one of the things i really as a you know i've thrown discraft mids for a long time and one of the things i love about the buzz os is the really flat top so like the backhand forehand it's really easy to to forehand that disc since it's kind of got a low profile and it's very very flat on top uh versus the drone you know a little bit more domey not as easy control for that type of shot for me personally um so the drone never really fit in with me for that shot, but on a pure overstable mid-range, it is a pretty overstable mid-range for your kind of backhand hyzers and and things like that. You're you're not gonna see a uh, uh, you're not gonna see turn at all, and you'll you'll get you know really great hyzer shots out of it. And I, I don't know. I I think that. I, I tried it for a while, thinking it was something, and and land ended up landing on you know the zone and the buzz and the buzz OS instead. So it kind of was the odd man out on that grouping, in that I I a fresh buzz I could get some nice overstable shots with, and that the drone was more of a specialty type thing. So I I could see someone bringing the drone in and out of their bag, depending on the situation when they uh, 
knew there was a particular day where maybe they had a little bit of wind and they wanted to be able to have that shot in their bag. Um, but as a, a constant every, every round thrower, I, I just didn't feel that the, the shot was as useful. So that, I don't know, that's my drone. When I bought a drone, so I think I bought the drone first, um, I was looking for a super oversill mid-range that I could throw on a big hyzer and uh, get it out to the left. And everything I looked up, like I did all my research, everybody said, this is the most overstable. This is the beefiest mid on the market. You're not going to find anything beefier than this. Uh, and at the time, maybe that was true. So this is pre-justice, pre-turbulence, uh, <laughs> pre-deflector. Um, you know, this is, I mean, this is probably within the first two years of me playing. So we're talking, you know, four or five years ago. and But it still just wasn't the beef that I wanted. Because um, I was looking for a very specific, like, super high in the air, uh, slight hyzer wanted it to finish like super left and it kind of would just stall out and, and not have a huge, huge hookup. Um, so I stepped away from it and then looking back at it. Yeah, it's definitely very stable. Um, but the place that it would need to fit at this point, uh, is, is totally taken over by, uh, a glow flex, zone or a ti zone or for me the the runway slash turbulence um really fits that higher speed than a putter uh but big hookup at the end that i know yeah um, i can do goofy things like i know with a drone if i put a lot of anheuser on it it's going to be a little bit for it before it fights out whereas if i throw uh, my runway, for instance, actually, I threw it this past weekend with a buddy, and he was like, "Oh no, never mind." Okay, yeah, it it just it fought right out of that and and did you know? Well, I think part of that too is like it's got a, a bit of dome to it, so it is going to glide. Yep. So it it's not going to like some of those other really flat oh, top. Yep. Um, you know, like you're talking about the deflector and the runway, and uh, you know, uh, justice and things like that. They're all super flat top, super overstable, and the the drone is overstable in that you're not gonna get it to turn. Right. Like you you can, but it's still like if you throw it with Anheuser and things like that, you will see it hold an Anheuser a little bit longer because of that glide, and then it'll still work its way out. But it's right. it's not quite the the angry meat hook that you you expect from it which in a lot of cases is great because yeah. you can throw it out there you can still get some glide and some distance it really is like a more overstable buzz so if you just want a buzz that's going to go more left at the end that's essentially what this disc is like it's going to fade more than that right and i think with us though and we've brought up and i think we both know about each other for mids, for me, and I think the same for Robin, it's awesome when all your mids are, are very similar mm -hmm. uh, and feel in your hand Yeah, um, because you can roll through them and it's still, you know, 
you know what you're dealing with, right? So that's why there's an easy transition between the zone and the buzz and the buzz OS because the buzz and the buzz OS feel pretty damn similar in the hand. Yeah. Uh, just like for me going Claymore, Pine, uh, you know, they it's, it's very similar mold, flat yes. top, same rim. Uh, the drone, totally different top. Yeah. Uh, the 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 bevel on the side is is totally different. Um, and it has if a seemingly wider rim. Like it, the rim feels wider. It 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 remind. It's like a uh, not as big diameter comet. Like it's got a kind of funky. Yeah rim to it and it just feels different and that kind of for me i think that was one of the bigger pieces that kind of pushed it out to was it didn't it it wasn't familiar in the hand i guess yeah and that's a beautiful thing that i try and do with my mids a lot is um just have a clean you know they're all very similar um i have that comfort i know what i'm doing with it and, and move from there and then the drone is just kind of like this one-off kind of wild thing that, you know, it does what it says it's going to do. I I just never got really comfortable with it. And for the thing that I wanted to do was asking too much for sure at the time. Um, And I just haven't been able to step back to be like, well, maybe now that I know what it does, it fits. I already, you know, it's been replaced at this point. Yeah. All right. You ready to talk beer? This beer is good. Yeah, it is. Fantastic. So um, this is a a experimental uh, beer that they uh, that they have put out from Black Rocks Brewery. So uh, and they say an experiment of flavor and aroma. We married our classic fifty one k with a different hop profile. The addition of the Yukonot and Azaka hops bring out tropical melon, mango, and vine ripened fruits in this one time release. So this is an experimental one-time release. You get, you and, get it on that. I was talking into my beer and, and then, the mic. <laughs> so I should note, thank you to Michael Morris. Yes, thank you. Did you smell that, it? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. It smells so yeah. good. Um, for sending this to us. And this is, he's like our our uh, our beer fairy because this is like the second or third time. I think it's the second one. The first time he sent us hell of shit. So uh, he's, he's just like all-time disc golf podcast favorite we love you we love you um but it's sending us a a one-timer here this is this is great and it's really good so it it definitely on the nose just smell like super mango yep super nice like fresh mango and then just pure smooth it doesn't finish dry you get that hop flavor you I get, get a all bit of those of like, tropical. I get a little coffee on the very end. Really? That like the bitterness at the end. Are you sure you're not having a stroke? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> God, my wife would be pissed. <laughs> Listen, I can't drive you to the hospital right now, so um, you're gonna have to work that out on your you own. Just go wake your wife up. It'll be cool. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna work out great. Honey, Joe's having a stroke. Maybe not. Maybe it's more like a citrusy. I yeah. know that I'm hundred percent. Yeah. Well, see, for me, and this could be taste buds. For me, it's like sometimes coffee, like a straight black coffee, will be like. Oh, it's very acidic. Acidic yeah. and like sour almost. Yeah. Um. So that's why I equate it that way. No, but it's super nice. Uh, it's seven percent, and and I think it and it and not in a boozy way. 
but it lets you know it's seven percent. Yeah, it's it's not hiding it's anything. Not a, yeah, it's not a sneaky one. It's not one that I'd yeah. be like, "What? It's seven percent?" Yeah, it's not one of those ones that that makes you think that it's a lot less. I think it 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 uh, tastes true to form. Um, the certainly very smooth, very uh, you know the the all those kind of fruity melon tropical flavors come through immediately, and then it finishes with a a nice kind of bitter hop and i would assume these are more like dank hops in the sense that it's not super piney Mm -hmm. it's uh more that smoother which i keep calling malty which i know is wrong but it's more that east coast uh type type uh hop to it yeah but this is excellent nice nice balance fantastic nice balance to, to all the flavors that that uh that they're they're putting through on this one it's a it's an excellent beer i uh let's see let's see all the, right time out we're on born beer. fresh okay so it says on the side buy within four months of date on bottom this is 11 6 okay so so real quick <laughs> on beer advocate right now there's someone who just i think wrote every single thing that you could use to Talk about hops and IPA and one like giant i know I was what just... every what what fruit <laughs> What fruits can I think of? Let me just wrote, write them all down. Yeah, that this is pretty much every uh, every single beer. Descript- Look at this! Like descript- I can taste every fruit that you could ever think of in this beer. Does it say that? No, but that's looking. Oh all yeah! The, it's like- all right, all right. Here, taste of big red grapefruit, tangerine, lemon, lime, peach, pineapple, apricot, passion fruit, papaya, mango, melon. Guava, berries, citrus, peel, citrus peel slash rind, light green pepper, pine, honey, <laughs> toasted biscuit, <laughs> herbal, and floral grassy earthiness. Get out, dude. That's Get not, out. That's Get not out. A, that's not an okay sense. There's no fucking way you can taste fucking 15 fruits uh, and, and then, something. And then one sentence, get out. one sentence later, you get lingering notes of red grapefruit. So it's like the same sentence over again. Um, lingering notes of red grapefruit, tangerine, lemon, floral, grassy, peppery bitterness on the finish. Get out, bro. I mean, I, I, I feel like there are probably a lot of craft beer people out there that would listen to us and feel that we oversimplify some of the flavors that come in the beer. And that's true. We do. We're some fucking simple dudes, though. Um, we likes our beer and we drinks it. But at the same time, if you're going to name 25 fruits, I mean, I feel like you got to limit it to, to three fruits. The, the, this is the reason when people say that fucking uh, IPA is to beer what uh, pumpkin spice latte is to coffee. Like, these are the people that... Yeah. Keep that perception like, going. Like it's fine if if you want to call it a a citrus and 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 uh you know like tropical fruit kind of blend. But you don't have to name papaya, mango, melon, guava, berries, citrus and all these different apricot, passion fruit and and all these different things. You just say that it's a citrusy IPA with a tropical flavor to it that's it's it's super easy like people know what you're talking about you don't have to say that you taste papaya and passion fruit do you know what a passion fruit tastes like you don't know what a passion fruit tastes like 
I, I can guarantee you, you don't know what a passion fruit tastes like. I like want to set up a table with all these fruits and be like, what's this one? What's that what's one? What's this one? What's this one? <laughs> Toasted biscuit? Come on. Come on. Is this like English biscuit? Like is it a cookie? Or are we talking about like uh, buttermilk biscuit? What are we talking about? Can we be a little more specific, please? What exactly is a toasted biscuit with grassy, peppery bitterness? Fuck, I don't know. But that I, sounds awful. Like, I... <laughs> that sounds super bad. So, sorry. Sorry to talk shit on this <laughs> random... Um, beer is fantastic. I hope they uh, know their experiment went well and decide that they should make more. They should uh, make more of it, and they can ship it to us. We will happily drink it. And we'll say more great things about it. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to uh, to nail down this review and uh, and give it a verdict? I should have saved that for next week, huh? Oh, oh. Watch out for that. Uh-oh. Don't read into that. Don't worry about it. It's yeah, fine. it's not. It wasn't foreshadowing at all. Not at all. Um, this is a KJ USA to Prodigy. Okay. Um, exciting. It's going to be cool to see what he does. But uh, I think we're a little bit more hopeful that I in my and for me, I was hoping Innova. I think he's going to smash with Prodigy. He totally will. He totally will. And my only point is uh, in the same thing. Is I'm so much more familiar with Innovadis that yeah, it's it's but great maybe, to see that familiarity. Maybe a Prodigy disc makes it to your bag. I uh, there's one in my bag. Damn it! Oh, I, there's a 100% of Prodigy disc in my bag. You don't throw it though. I do. All right. Oh, I do. Oh, it's it's beautiful when I do it too. Oh no, I know which one you're talking. Hell about. yeah, you do. All right. Oh, fuck Never yeah, mind. you do. Oh. Uh, it's a. I, there's no reason to like be secretive about it. I have an OGH one in my bag, and yeah, it's the know, know. dirtiest, grossest, most overstable thing on earth, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, you do, you do. If you ever want to throw a hyzer a hundred feet in the air and, and have it go spike straight down from like the tip of its a hundred and six feet out, hell yeah, that's your disc. Hell yeah. Yeah. Listen, you say that like mockingly, and there's at least one person listening right now that's like, "Oh yeah, full salute." That 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 sounds <laughs> that sounds gorgeous. Yeah. All right, I'll buy it. Whatever. I I like it. You <laughs> whatever. You, you throw it good. You throw it. You throw it good. It works for me. It does what I want. It All to. right. So for me, uh, the drone um, was it. While it is different than than the other discraft mids that I bag. It was not unique enough for me to to keep in the bag over the Buzz. So I currently have a Buzz OS, a Buzz, uh, a Comet, and a Zone. So that's kind of like the mid-range-ish uh, uh, section of my bag. And the drone, while there were times where I wish that, that I had like a little bit more stability out of one or the other or a little bit more glide out of the Buzz OS... Uh, there weren't enough instances where I needed it, it, its exact kind of uh, throw, uh, and and most of the time I can get it from you know a nice DI buzz or something like that. And then if I need more stability, I use the Buzz OS, which is an absolute brick. Um, so it, it, the, the drone didn't quite click with me, but I can see how certain people um, would would want to have a more stable buzz and still have that glide and and 
and um, make use of that. So it, it's it's a useful disc and it's a unique shot for sure. Uh, the beer is is absolute uh, no brainer, hundred percent. This this is awesome. Like I I can't think of a single complaint. Ditto. So fantastic. Uh, well, for the for the first time in your life, why don't you wrap it up, Robin? All right. Whoa. Are you? Wow. I guess not the first time. Joe's got there, jokes. There was, there was college. Joe's got jokes. Thanks. I don't. I don't feel. Good. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of this golf podcast. Please check us out on Instagram at the Disc Golf Podcast, Twitter at the Disc Pod. You can also check us out at patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. We do a pre-show every single week. It is a free format, absolutely ridiculous disc golf podcast show that we do every week. So it's like getting a second podcast every week um, that is more explicit and uh, just generally ridiculous, right? So check it out, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. Uh, donate to the pod and get access to more pods. So. And I'll tell you right now, uh, this week, so before we did this full show, uh, Robin did uh, an AMA, uh, and there's some fun stuff on it. Fun stories. Worth checking out. Yeah, some things that probably shouldn't disclose to you know people that I don't know. But whatever. Uh, it's, it'll probably be fine. It's, you know, it's only like eight. Eight people, right? No, it's like 70-something, but whatever. Oh, God. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, we also have our Slack group, which is an awesome chat app where uh, we talk to Disc Golf Podcast listeners all day long. They are channels for your local area. There's channels for getting tips on your form. Uh, you can talk to Joe and I, whatever. Join Slack. Hit our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. There is a link to join Slack can hit it up and uh, chat with us also maybe while you're there check out our discs maybe somebody needs a christmas present there's like like eight left eight left well we'll get more in the new year i promise oh for sure it'll happen so in the meantime enjoy the crazy disc golf off season and throw stuff at stuff this is a song for the aceless but those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up and fucking not run an ace or two. Sometimes you got to ease if you wanna put the D's and the B's. Sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm gonna throw it softly, I'm gonna hug it gently, I'm gonna flick it smoothly, I'm gonna toss it so sweetly, and then you say, hey, I hit some metal, and then you say, wait a minute, Robin, I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass But I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? 
The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly. And then I'll fucking hook it softly. And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then I'm gonna hook it.